And I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Grow on the Go. We are a, a, a limp a limp group today, limp aren't we? Group. That's, that's <laughs> some theater of the mind. Like we are. You're yeah, pretty much tired. always tired. I, I, that's true. I'm usually not when we podcast, but I'm very tired today. What is it like to not be tired? Um, I'm not familiar with that sensation. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't do enough. <laughs> that's not true. Um, I do almost nothing. Uh, yeah, mm. we're tired today. And you don't even know why you're tired. I don't know why I'm tired. That's I really weird. don't. Yeah. Uh, so, uh. you know, we're going to try and be um, smart and perky, even though we <laughs> may... I can't promise either. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk today about disappointment. Because this is going to mm. be a disappointing podcast. <laughs> So I no that isn't that's, but that is a good uh, that's a good uh, but um, what do you call that segue segue yeah segue yes um, no I want to talk about it because I think COVID has presented everyone with disappointment in oh, yeah. one form or another yeah I my company this is such a like weird flex my company was supposed to go to Mexico for. A retreat uh, in November, but obviously that got canceled, which I sucks. Know. But like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there are much people are dying. I know, but but you know what? I, uh, all disappointments are not equal, obviously. No, of course not. But they're all disappointing to sure. somebody, right? Like you, you know, you think about um, grade twelve students yeah. last year who got cheated out of their grad, and it might yeah. happen again this year. I think about shows like musical, like high school musicals mm, and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot because I know how much work goes into those, and not be able to do your last year would be so devastating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not to mention Broadway being yeah. closed down for the West End, and being months closed and months down. And months and months and months. Your cousin was get, getting ready to go uh, move to England to spend a, a year auditioning for the West End. Yeah. And those shows aren't happening now either. They sure aren't. And of course, lots of people had to cancel vacations, which when you live in Canada and you really get super sick of winter, it's so nice to be able to go to a sun destination. Especially if you suffer Mm. from like seasonal affective disorder, which you haven't been Mm. diagnosed, but I think you do. Yeah, I think I probably do. Yeah. I start to grieve in the fall. I just, I can't describe it any other way. I just really grieve. And I, I actually was talking to your dad about ways that maybe I could work hard to enjoy winter more. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about maybe trying skating again like buying some good skates and wow. trying to relearn to skate because you know we have a nice little rink uh, thing. rink in at, at carbon park which is a pond that's actually groomed with a zamboni and stuff and oh i didn't realize yeah, that yeah it's really nice and it's lit up and there's music and and then i started uh, googling skates that are good for people with really weak ankles, weak ankles. yeah and it went right to Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I mean, I'd be surprised if you didn't, like, I'm, I'm sure it's not like a, a spectrum disorder necessarily, but you've got some kind of connective tissue mm. disorder. Oh, for sure, for sure I do, and I'm quite sure that's what it is. You think it's Ehlers-Danlos? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, um, you know, 
And it basically just said, yeah, skating's not your Probably sport. Probably don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you well, can dislocate okay. things so easily. Yeah. And you have. And you've had loads well, of surgeries on your ankles and your knees and your feet. Feet. Um, and I actually did take figure skating lessons as a little kid. Did you? I did. But I, I was no terrible <laughs> at it because I was literally skating on my ankles. Your ankles. Yeah, mine do the same thing. You know, because they just... They, they flop. They were just They're not way strong enough. too mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't ski. No, um, no, that would be murder on your knees. I'm definitely not into hunting, which is one of the things my husband no. so looks forward to in the Snow fall. Snowshoeing? That's just walking with more work. I also think that would be hard on the knees, but probably. I, I mean, it's walking with more I work. I haven't really so. tried it, so, you know, I shouldn't say. Well. And cross-country skiing is, I think, um, an invitation to knee injuries because... Your only the front of your foot is actually bound to the, sk- oh, the ski. Oh yeah, you would die. Yeah. So anyway, um, so to not be able to travel in the winter is very disappointing for me. Sure. And then you know even um, the ability to connect with people that we love. You know, my mm-hmm. friend has a a dad with dementia who's in a seniors facility in northern Alberta or BC, I guess, and she can't even see him except through glass oh, and that's what's so sad is that he doesn't remember why nobody's coming to see oh him. you know how it's, awful it's, it is awful and then you know we all looked forward to easter dinners and that was canceled and then thanksgiving and for a lot of people that, that was, was canceled, canceled. Yeah. and you know we don't even know whether we'll be able to gather at christmas i it's not looking good and then there's you know students who have looked forward for years to leaving home and experiencing college life, and they're stuck behind a computer yeah, screen. at home. At home. And still paying full tuition, which is... Yeah. And then thing. there's, you know, people who want to date. Mm-hmm. And that's not too easy during really, COVID either. You shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, so I think most people are really fighting disappointment on some, some level right yeah. now. The world is continuing to spin, but... Without us. Well, and we're doing, we're, we're going to work. Most people are going to work. We're mm-hmm. figuring out some way to do our jobs. Um, but there's just not a lot of the things in life that give us joy. Uh, I mean, I'm thriving, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> such an introvert, and I love not leaving my house. I've got a friend, uh, one of my artist friends, and she said, yeah, finally the world has, you know, gotten on my rhythm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean... There, for me, um, there is a lot of joy in connecting with friends and family, and and so that's uh, not gone. We're we're still Calgary is still relatively open, mm-hmm. ha- having been really shut down early on. Yes, um, we're still relatively open. You Our do have to wear a mask in any public mm-hmm. and gatherings place. are like for Thanksgiving. We were. We were discouraged, really, from having indoor gatherings, but yeah. we could have gatherings of up to 15 people. Yeah, and we, we had our Thanksgiving outside in a tent, so there was yeah, loads of space. Yeah. Lots of space. Nobody sat across from anyone. No, that's true. We did and, it like Last Supper style. Yeah. <laughs> well, only in a square. Yeah. So, yes, we were across from each other, but not directly across no, the table. No, we were, we were a hockey stick's length apart. At least, yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that I was really glad we got to do that. It Me was too. very enjoyable. Me but, too. Um, and I personally, I didn't mind summer too much because yeah. we could still go camping. There was lots of great weather to enjoy outside. But, but with the arrival of fall, really, I find myself 
really dreading the long winter without some of the things that I would normally look forward to, like yeah. going to conferences, speaking at conferences, yeah. um, you know, a sun destination vacation, as I said before, Christmas gatherings, yeah. uh, programs at church and yep. communities. So, yeah. So what what's disappointing for you? Um, Mexico, not going to Mexico, this sounds so lame, was a bit of a blow because being in Australia, and I was in Australia for quite a long time in the fall and winter, which is still quite a bit nicer than our fall and winter, but it's not beach weather. And when it was beach weather, the beaches were closed. Uh, right. So that was a bummer. Um, and you froze to death inside. Uh, yeah. The, they don't, in, they don't heat their houses. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and they don't, they don't seal their doors to the like outside. No. It's the same as their indoor doors. There's mm. like space underneath oh really oh yeah for spiders to come visit for anything and everything oh wow like yeah yeah it's a lot australia is wild um when you're canadian anyway (laughs) um so that's i've struggled with that because i feel (laughs) spending time with my husband was amazing and it was absolutely a vacation but there was also quite a bit of emotional labor involved because we haven't been on the same continent for a year so we you know we got to do some marriage maintenance and so i do feel like oh when am i ever going to get a break when am i ever going to get a vacation that was supposed to be mexico but now it's like i'm i'm like harassing my friends to be like do you want to go to mexico in 2021 who wants to go to mexico with me let's go to mexico hey maybe scott will be back and you'll be able to go together well and we we might be able to meet in mexico so which would be nice because i took the long way uh last time so if he could take the long trip this time that would be great i do not like flying that long um other than that i miss theater i want to do theater I miss, I want to do Halloween because I really like dressing up. I was going to go to, I'm such a nerd. I was going to go to a renaissance fair that I started cutting out and building a dress specifically for that. Um, But that was canceled at the last minute for whatever reason. There's been a lot of little disappointments, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another thing for me is a lot of my art shows have been canceled. Yeah. And the ones that haven't been have been really poorly attended because of course, yeah. people are afraid. And they should be. That's like yeah. smart fear. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, you know, like almost everybody else, I'm tired of social distancing. I'm tired of wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I get that. Lining up in the cold or the rain to get into a Ikea or Costco <laughs> is definitely getting old. Fair. And I find myself bristling a bit at the rules. And I, I suspect that some of the people listening right now are bristling against God. I mean, if he's in control, why doesn't he just put a stop to this thing somehow? And that reminds me of Isaiah 64, verse 8. And yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are formed by your hand. God is forming us like a potter forms his designs. Since Isaiah decided to personify clay, I'm just going to take the liberty of <laughs> take, continuing the metaphor Running a bit with it. And, and say that the clay has to put up with strong fingers needing it, mm-hmm. being scraped by sharp, sharp tools, being spun violently on a wheel, And as if all of that weren't somewhat unpleasant, it has to endure the fire of the kiln to become what the potter wants it to be. Wow, what a lovely 
metaphor. I know. It all sounds really bad. And so you wonder, why can't God be more gentle with us? <laughs> I mean, if, every, if anybody ever had a good reason to complain about the treatment he received, um, I think it would be someone I consider a hero, and that would be Nelson Mandela. Mm. Um, I read his lengthy autobiography, A Long Walk to Freedom, on the long flight to South Africa. And the content of that book uh, made my time there really fascinating. I recognized many of the, the names of the streets and the buildings mm. as people who were associates or prison mates of Mandela. Everywhere you look in South Africa, you see his influence. And he really is respected by people of all races. I'm not saying all the people of all the races, sure. but people of all races. <laughs> all of the people of all races. And I read everything I could get my hands on about his life because it was so inspiring to me. And as I did that, I, I couldn't help think of parallels um, with the life of Joseph of the mm, Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Both of them began as arrogant young men with young men with big dreams. Both suffered hardship as the result of convictions that they couldn't deny. Both spent years in the crucible of prison, and both emerged with twenty-four carat character and the moral authority to lead. And there's one other thing they share. Joseph and Mandela both chose forgiveness and reconciliation over vengeance once power was in their hands. They allowed the hardships of prison to bring out the best in them, to harness passion into self-discipline, to distill frustration into patience, mm -hmm. to refine anger into love. As a result, Joseph saved his nation from starvation Mandela saved his from bloodshed. Both left a legacy of grace. They both began life with hope and optimism that they could achieve greatness without any idea what it would cost. And we're the same. You know, we're, we're going to build successful careers and we're going to enjoy a, a lifelong love and raise wonderful, grateful children and travel the world and make a difference and all of those things. And we should set goals to accomplish noble and important things. Absolutely. But in so many cases, we have no control over our health or our wealth. We can't avert economic recessions or corporate restructuring any more than we can prevent a tragic accident or a global pandemic. We can't control the infidelity of a spouse or the betrayal of friends. And it's okay to grieve our losses. Mm -hmm. We're welcome to express our disappointment to God, but to rage at Him is naive and self-destructive. We can't begin to fathom His design in all that He allows to touch our lives. Quick question about that, though. Mm -hmm. um, it's naive, and, and yeah, you say self-destructive to rage at God, but if you feel that rage... I mean, God knows you feel that anyway. What was... Okay, fair point. And I think uh, it's fine to take our emotions mm -hmm. to God, whatever they are. But I also feel that God is asking us, and um, he's asking us to surrender to him, yeah. to trust his wisdom, mm -hmm. 
And so, um, and I think it's a bit of a process to get there yeah. for us. Sometimes I think we have to do that raging, and certainly the Psalms are full of. I mean, David. <laughs> David did it all the time. Rants. Yeah, he really had a lot to say. <laughs> he sure did. One of the things that I try to do, especially lately, I've been trying to. Um, I've been. I've been. When I'm angry with God, I instead of being like, "What the crap." God, I'm trying to be like, okay, help me get what I can get. Like, help me see what is available for me to see Mm -hmm. and help me trust you for the rest and give me peace about this because I don't get it and I do not like it. Right. In in Isaiah 45, 9, in the New Living uh, Translation. Translation, yes. We're tired. (laughs) Translation. It says, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? And I think the point of this is that compared to God, we're about as wise as dirt. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like we have all the foresight of a lump of clay. Yeah. The wisest thing that we can do is allow even the huge injustices of life to make us compliant clay in the potter's hands. Now, this isn't to say that we don't work toward our goals and Mm -hmm. fight injustice when we confront it in our own lives or the lives of other people. We shouldn't become pessimistic or fatalistic, but we can determine that whatever comes our way in the future, we will humbly submit to our Father's leadership in our lives. Mm He has a purpose yeah. for what he's doing. And and you've highlighted something important. Um, you We have to default to what Jesus tells us, like fight for the marginalized, the orphans and the widows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stand up to injustice where you see it. So, yeah, we're not called to accept the status quo per se when the status quo like does not align with what Christ calls us to do. Mm. Um, but the things that, especially the things that are out of human control. Um, it reminds me of the prayer of, ooh, I think it's St. Francis of Assisi, grant me, sure. the, grant me the wisdom to uh, change the things I can, accept the things I cannot change, mm-hmm. and the wisdom to know the difference. I yeah, don't think I got that in the right order. But, uh, you didn't, but <clears throat> that, yeah, that's yeah. something you hear at, uh, at like, AA meetings. Well, it's not I because mean, I've it's, been there. But. It's one of the... It's one of the church fathers that goes way, 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 way back. Yeah. Um, yeah, to accept the things I can't change, the change the things I can, and the yep. wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think that sort of sums up what you were saying and what I was trying to say, but maybe not saying very clearly. Well, I just want to hammer it home mm-hmm. with, with protests and, and racial injustice. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important time yes. to acknowledge that. God does not ask us to accept racism. No, no, if, if absolutely I, not. to put too fine a point on it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So um, I think that we, we need to acknowledge that while we can change all of our circumstances, mm-hmm. he can. And when in his wisdom he chooses not to, he's doing that for a reason. We need to allow him to use all of our circumstances to mold us to resemble Jesus for the good of our family, our community, our nation, and the world. 
he is still in the business of restoration. Mm -hmm. He still tenaciously twists every cruel plan of darkness into a redemptive outcome. God will never waste our pain or our tears. If we'll let him, he'll use these things to lead us to our place of highest influence and fulfillment. He's always present. He's always at work in our circumstances. Yeah. I love the way that the message expresses this um, later in the same chapter that talks about the potter and the clay. In verses uh, 15 and se- to 17, it says, Clearly you are a God who works behind the scenes. God of Israel, Savior God. So whether it's the pandemic or something else that's causing you disappointment and pain, invite God to use it to form you. Mm-hmm. He's working behind the COVID crisis and literally every other disappointment you'll ever experience to refine your character. Maybe like Nelson and Joseph, he has really big plans for you that require some intricate work. Mm -hmm. So here's a tricky, like a tough question uh, that I'm going to challenge you with. And I'm, I'm I'm sure you'll be able to handle it. But some people have lost family members to this. How how do you reconcile that as like, well, God will use this for me. Like, I'm sure he will. But like, first of all, does God kill one of us for the benefit of someone else? Um, No, nothing happens without God allowing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he doesn't necessarily cause things. Yeah. Sometimes he does, some, but sometimes he allows them. Yeah. The book of Job is a great example it's, of all of that. It's such a great example. And, um, I mean, I've lost family members, too. Oh, yeah. Not to COVID. Yeah. But Several in a year, in fact. And um, brutally hard. And there are some ways I'm still waiting to see God redeem those deaths. Mm-hmm. But I also have seen that he's used uh, my grief journey to um, show people who are in my life who don't know God how different it is to grieve mm. when you have the hope of eternity. So I see that as redemption. I see uh, yours and Kendall's relationship being mended as a direct result of my sister Debbie's death. Yeah. Um, I also have a much, much closer relationship with my other sister, Jocelyn. Yeah. Um, that I really don't think would have happened if Debbie had not died. Mm-hmm. So well, because she was very much the sort of the glue. Even she wasn't the middle sister, but she. Well, and she and I just were so much more alike yeah. in some ways, and it was just um, a more natural relationship. And part of it was I didn't, I didn't really know Jocelyn as an adult very well because I left home when she was fourteen. Yeah. You know, and whereas Debbie and I, you know, we're we're closer in age. So, you know, those are just small examples of the redemption that I've seen Mm -hmm. from losing people. I don't know that we always get to see redemption even in this lifetime. Agreed. But that doesn't mean that God isn't working behind the scenes and he isn't going to use it. And I think, and maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm I'm extrapolating. Um, I think... God makes all things work together for our good, but that doesn't mean my good. God may not use my trauma for my good. Mm. God may use my trauma for someone else's good. Mm -hmm. God may use your trauma 
for my good. Mm-hmm. I, it's, is, is it fair? No, but neither was Jesus dying on the cross to really simplify mm-hmm. everything. Right. But it all comes out, not even, but it all comes out for our benefit in the end. Right. Which I think mm-hmm. is an important point to make. I'm just running through that verse in my head right now, just trying to... I like your take on it. I'm You're not sure it's not scriptural? Sh- well, I'm just not sure if that's what the original language intends. But Well, no, but I I think... But there is a bigger picture, yeah, right? And, and that's, that's what, what I mean. That's what you're saying. There's a bigger picture. I mean, you know, y- you go to the classic thing where there's a football game and there are players and fans on both sides playing, praying that they'll win. Well, yeah. obviously they can't both win. Yeah. And so, you know, God's purpose is, you know... Does God care who wins a football game? Probably. Um, like a little bit. He cares about everything. That's kind of the yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's a hard thing to reconcile. It's really hard to feel okay with, with knowing that you're suffering and people are suffering. I remember when the Black Lives Matter protests first started up and I was seeing some of the ways they were being treated by police. There was some, I I mean, there was violence on both sides. I'm not going to pretend there wasn't, but there were some things happening from people that were supposed to protect people, even people that were actively opposing them. And I was crying out to God for roughly two days, like Mm. weeping and being like, where are you? And Mm. I know he's there. And Mm -hmm. I knew then that he was there. But it's so hard to reconcile this kind of pain and suffering. And at the end of the day, all there really is is faith. Well, and we know that as a result of sin, uh, to quote the Bible, all creation groans. Yeah. There's all kinds of pain Mm -hmm. in the world. And injustice. And And injustice as a result of sin. And one day it will be absolutely eradicated and everything evil will be separated away, which is what we call hell, from everything that is good. Which is what we call heaven. Yeah. 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 So I just encourage everyone to lay your hopes and plans for the future at the feet of your designer. Mm -hmm. Consciously submit to his will in all your relationships and all your activities. Patiently wait for God to redeem your disappointment, even if it doesn't happen in this life. And claim this promise. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I feel like that backs up what I was saying. For those who love God, not necessarily... Individuals. Yeah, Yeah. not like... Yep, that's yeah. that's Romans eight twenty eight, and that was the New Living Translation. If you want to get down to the the nitty gritty of that really verse, want to dig check into it out it. in a yeah. few, check it out in a few versions. I yeah. often do that. It gives gives me a little bit more breadth of understanding for sure. And I think I think we should all do that. And let me know uh, let me know if you think I'm right or if you think I'm misinterpreting or what mm-hmm. your interpretation is. I'd be interested to know. And. Um, if you know somebody who needs, who's disappointed in this season, mm-hmm. and maybe 
Share the podcast with them. Yeah. It could be a good thing. Yeah, I think we all know someone who's disappointed. Oh, I think we're all disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed every day, yeah. even when we're not in a pandemic. Um, <laughs> oh, wah, 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 wah. Pardon me. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't whine a little bit for no reason. All right. Great. Okay. Well, uh, that is it for us today on Grow on the Go. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. But for now, I'm Kevin Pankhurst. I'm Donna Carter, inviting you to grow on the go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.